The scatological or excremental vision, read that, and I'm telling you this movie is repulsive, consisting of chosen youths who were systematically tortured, sentenced, and killed, presents also instances of purgation, illumination, and transcendence, by which characters and viewers alike might be contained in the imaginary realm of the scopophiliac. Consequently, what might at first be considered a purely scatological or psychosocial purgative event, you know, the elimination of partisans or a social class, becomes in effect an exercise in eschatology in the treatment of the final stages of an era, modernism and the ancien regime, only to conclude in a supplemental and complicit spectorial excess. What am I talking about with the Ancien Regime? This is the regime that existed in France before the French Revolution happened. We're talking, to no one's surprise, that the core of fascism and the core of absolute monarchy weirdly share some tropes in their leadership. Uh, People who are monarchical reactionaries, I think that's what they're called. The people who truly believe that there's one true king and there's the divine right of kings and that only the bloodline of the king can rule over us also is somewhat rooted in fascism. Uh, Fascism being a completely incoherent ideology to all of our relief, uh, really, is a fascism, if it was focused and smart, would be the scariest thing that we could ever go through. Still is scary without a competent leader at the helm, but you understand what I'm saying. Fascism is a return to normalcy, ultimately, right? It's almost 100% a right-wing reactionary knee-jerk saying that we need to go back to when things were great. Sound familiar? But it's absolutely no surprise that looking at a feudal society that believed in serfdom and literally the divine right of kings, would also have some similarities to a fascist Italy that had a supreme leader at the top that purged all unwantables beneath it. In a bit of the article that I disagree with, uh, he goes on to say, It is perhaps astonishing that no study of Pasolini's Salo to date has studied the film formally in order to extract the most meaning from it. That, I no surprise, the film is horrible. A lot of people get into film studies because they have a love for film, but I mean... If you really are truly getting into the studies of film, it's pretty much like an anthropological study, right? So it's important to look at the societies that produce the stuff I'm telling you. But it's also surprising that most studies of this work have denied its apparent historicity or its debt to Sade. In an exceptional essay, Roland Barthes, author of the 1971 Sade, Fourier, and Loyola, claims that Pasolini's film has nothing to do with fascism or with Sade, in spite of the fact that the director privileges both signifieds in the title of his film exactly in that order. Italo Calvino, likewise, tries to remove the film from both the milieu to establish the apparent sadism of the work elsewhere, namely in Us. Leo Bersani, in his eloquent theory of aesthetics of violence, notices the connection between sex and power, but by stressing the divertisements of the film, dance, music, painting, he first mitigates and subsequently cancels its apparent violence altogether. Uh, Quoting, Pasolini's brilliant trick in Salo is to use repetition and replication as distancing rather than imitative techniques. Telling you, like, the truly good film reviewers literally break things down as if we are talking about chimpanzees looking in a mirror. I know that sounds like I'm being ironic and doing a joke. I mean it. To subscribe to the Mr. Movies podcast, 
Go to patreon.com slash mrmovies. You get project updates. You get to vote on what movies appear on the show. And you get one extra episode per week. Oh, to be alive at this time. <laughs>